We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Joining us right now, David Deal, two-time Super Bowl champion offensive lineman for the New York Giants, now with CBS Sports and Fox. Dave, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Good morning, Gio and Jones. I'm excellent, fellas. How are you guys? We're doing great, doing man. Well, man. Thanks for joining us, as always. And listen, the Giants are one of those organizations. You play for them. You have that pride for the rest of your life. Like, and most people who have put that uniform on are really proud of it. You stick with them. You go back. You guys were on the field recently honoring one of the past championship teams. And then you see what you saw on Sunday as a former player, as two Super Bowl rings. And you're watching guys look like they don't want to be there at times, and you're losing to an upstart team in the Rams, 51 to 17. You, as a former Giant player, how angry do you get when you watch that, especially at a home game uh, when you're a you know you're a former Giant? I mean, obviously, it's very difficult to watch. I was there working all day on Sunday, watching that game there until the final. Uh... Uh, second went off of the clock and scoreboard, and it was difficult. I mean, you knew it already was going to be an uphill battle in this football game, considering there was no Goodson, no Casillas, no Olivier Vernon, no Janoris Jenkins, no Weston Richburg, no Justin Pugh. So, like, when you're missing that amount of starters, you already know in itself that it's going to be a difficult time to win that football game. And more than anything, when it comes times like that and you have that many guys missing that are starters – that players need to maximize and make sure that they take advantage of the opportunity, not only to represent themselves, because when you're one and seven, like they are currently, or now one and eight, when you represent yourself, you have to also represent your organization. And the way that they went and played out, do I think everybody shut it down? Do I think the entire team did not get effort? No, that's not the case, because I've gone back, I've watched the entire film, but there are certain instances and plays where you see Eli Apple. You break down in coverage. You give up a touchdown to Sammy Watkins. It's third and 33, and you don't go to make the tackle. You talk about, oh, there needs to be a culture change. Well, son, you've got eight games left to show that you are not part of that culture change or you are a part of the problem, and you're going to be seeing yourself out of that locker room. And that's what you have to see when you look forward here now. They've got the 49ers. They've got eight games left on the season, four at home, four on the road. And people think, oh, you know, and, and remember me, oh, two Super Bowls. I've been on teams that were four and 12. I've been on eight and eight. I've been on seven and nine. And when you're on those teams, you look to the left and you look to the right and you see the true character of the players in your locker room when adversity hits. And I'll never forget 2003, my rookie year, Jim Fossil was the head coach. Four games left. He, they uh, announced to everybody else that Coach Fossil is only going to coach the last four games. And then after that season, there's going to be a coaching change. Coach Fossil comes into the room that Wednesday morning with four games left and says, hey, this ship is going down, but a lot of you guys are coming with me. 
He goes, you got four games left to prove who you are and prove who you are as a football player and represent this organization the right way. Because this isn't the only organization watching. There's 31 others watching just how you perform and how you prepare and how you go out and play. He walks out of the door. Two minutes later, Wellington Mara walks in. Gentlemen, it's an honor and a privilege to be in New York Giants. If you're not going to handle yourself with pride, like a winner, and with dignity, come upstairs. I'll give you your check for the next four weeks, and you can get out of this building. And that's what you have to think about, because right now where they're at as a football team and where they're at as an organization, you've got eight games left to prove yourself. And if you don't maximize this opportunity and capitalize on this opportunity, you're a part of the problem and you're not going to be a part of the solution and you're going to be seeing yourself out of that locker room by the end of the year. Wow, that's powerful, man. Uh, yeah, being on those bad teams, it's difficult to get up and go to work, but you have to do it. Uh, I think you said Eli Apple, a second-year player, a guy who's done nothing in this league really to speak of, uh, he was questioning the culture. Yeah. Did I hear you correctly when you said that? Yeah, he said uh, that uh, earlier uh, in the season. Uh, of all people to question the culture, a guy whose mama has to hold his hand, it seems like at every turn, at every pass, and then you go out there and, and, and lay down that type of performance, and you're talking about culture. How about you just stick your head in your damn playbook and learn how to become a better NFL player instead of questioning culture. But let, that leads me to another question uh, to you, David. Uh, it, when you look at the leaders on their team, who can you point to as leaders? Uh, usually, ideally, it's always the quarterback, and, and you play with Eli, of course, and, and you got those Super Bowl rings uh, along with him. Uh, could you uh, describe to us his leadership characteristics? Oh, uh, Eli's an unbelievable leader. Uh, The way that he handles himself, the way that he prepares, the way that he communicates not only to the offensive line, but to the wide receivers, the running backs. And we all know Eli's not that big yelling, screaming guy like like Peyton was his brother, like we would see him getting after people. Mm -hmm. But Eli doesn't have to be that guy. Based upon the way that he approaches the game, the way that he practices day in and day out, and we always used to say, Eli doesn't have to yell at you. He would give you the look. It was like the look when your mom and dad were disappointed. They weren't mad at you, and it would just crush you. And that's the look that he gives guys, and that's the accountability. And I'll tell you this, he's got that fire inside of him. If you don't run the right route, if you don't do it in practice, and you don't do it consistently, he'll pull you out of the lineup. G. Owen Jones with David Deal across the country on CBS Sports Radio. I was really disappointed in some of the reaction from the Giants locker room, and especially the head coach, Ben McAdoo, after that performance because I, I know there's something to be said about having it, uh, an even keel and not overreacting, but you know to, to have him basically say that, no, he wasn't embarrassed and the effort's there and these guys are practicing hard. I mean, come on. Nobody's buying that stuff, and especially with Giants fans. Like, Giants fans aren't going to want to hear that after that performance. These people have been season ticket holders for 100 years, passing it through their family, and they watch that garbage on Sunday, and then you hear stuff like, oh, no, I think the effort's here. No, it's not. I really think that this is a crossroads for him as a coach. If you're Ben McAdoo, what do you do to try to make this season somewhat salvageable so his job isn't on the line after year two well first of all it is embarrassing when you lose to that score regardless of when it comes to effort or not it's embarrassing to lose at home in that type of fashion so I agree with you in that regard and I think John Mara and the rest of the organization echoed that sentiment on how bad it was to sit there and watch that and you hear every Giants fan talk about it but 
for Coach McAdoo. The great coaches are the ones that make men do what they don't want to do so they become what they can become. So for him, if he's a great coach, if he's the coach that is a head coach in the NFL, he will find ways to not only motivate but to get the best out of his players, that they go out, they play good football, they don't have mental breakdowns like they did this last game up against the Los Angeles Rams off of a bye of all things, and that you go and you play good football and represent yourself. But more than anything, you represent the Giants organization the way it deserves to be represented. So, you know, when you talk and you talk about the way that the rest of the season is going to go on, you know, like I said, this is a time for him to prove what type of coach he is because I know personally, you know, we were in seasons that we didn't have a – we should have had a chance to win games. But Coach Coughlin found ways to motivate guys. He found ways to get guys to be opportunistic. We had great leaders in our locker room. And we went out there and we went and we swung and we fought and we got our way out of hole. David, is this a – is it a scheme – issue or is it an effort issue and I would point to Sunday that there was a lot of effort issues in that one but you mentioned all the guys who were out of the lineup but this is something that's been evolving throughout this season so is it more of the philosophy or have you been able to put your finger on what the issue is I wish I was able to put my finger on the exact pulse of what it is obviously to sit here and say that injuries didn't play a factor would be completely false I mean Think about the offense. I mean, everything would go through Odell Beckham Jr., those explosive plays. You think about the way that everybody went into the season with all the expectations, how Evan Ingram, Brandon Marshall, Sterling Shepard were all going to be great counterpieces to take some attention off of Odell Beckham Jr., or if they were going to put it all on him, that they would have other pieces to the puzzle. So the injuries definitely play a huge factor. And with Odell, the injury to him, is one of those players that brings out that fire and that confidence and that swag in the rest of the team since he's been out. But having said that, you can't blame losses on injuries. It happens in the NFL. It happens week in and week out, year in and year out. And like I said, the great players, the ones that understand that it's a privilege to be in the NFL, that it's not just something given to you and that you have to earn it, those guys are the ones that step up and – those are the ones that are going to find ways to be successful and prove who they are as football players. For those pretenders, those who don't work as hard, they're going to be the ones that are going to be highlighted. They're the ones that defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators are going to attack. And like I said, pretty soon those players won't be in the NFL. Dave, I know you're always going to have Eli's back, and I, I know that it's not all his fault. But Just certainly, like you and Case Keenum. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Trust me, I know they exactly. stick. I know they stick. So, um, so you've got you got a couple of missed throws there to Tavares King in that uh, in that second quarter, and you're thinking about all right if they're going to move on at some point. You're going to have to take a look at David. You're talking about benching Eli. You might as well stop this. Uh, well, I mean, but here's <laughs> let me give you this point. All right, you're going to end up at the top of the draft. Things keep going like this, right? So there might be some quarterbacks there you want to look into. You just spent a third-round pick on Davis Webb. Are you going to go and draft another quarterback if you have no idea who Davis Webb is? I mean, that's basically what I'm getting at. you got to think about the future at some point. I mean, Eli's not going to play until he's 50 years old. So, I mean, it's a delicate situation. How do you navigate through that? I, get, I Believe me, I get it's a delicate situation, and you're building for the future. And 
you know, that's one of the toughest things as we're sitting here watching because they're losing years of Eli in his prime. So when it is difficult and you have to think about the future, but if you think that Eli Manning's part of the problem, that's insane. Yes, there were throws that he could have made, and yes, he did miss Tavares King in this last game. But have you seen the throws that he's made on third down with people draped around him, with people falling at his legs? Have you seen some of the hits that he's taken this year? Have you seen him once complain to the media about any of it? Have you heard him ever in his career complain about any of that stuff? Absolutely not. So, you know, you sit here and, you know, you talk about, oh, Eli Manning, it's it's never as good as you think, and it's never as bad as you think. And just because he has that even keel demeanor, people don't think he has that fire. But yet when things are, are, are unbelievable all around him and he's throwing the football out, he's so calm and collected. And then when things are bad, he's showing no emotion. He's the same person day in and day out. So it always cracks me up when I hear people say that. But when it comes to Eli Manning, there is not another quarterback that I w- would put my life on that in those games in the years that I played that I would rather have behind me than Eli Manning because of his preparation, the way he approaches the game, and his love and his desire to bring out the best not only in himself but in his teammates. So I understand that you want to see what the long-term future is by having a Davis Webb get some opportunities, but to sit here and say that Eli's the problem and they should take him out, I, I would be completely against that. David, we love talking to you. We appreciate the time this morning. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you soon. Absolutely, guys. Have a great one. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.